Welcome. You're listening to the Soul Yoga Podcast, a podcast for the modern mystic mama. It is with deep reverence to acknowledge that I live and work and play on unceded Coast Salish territories. As I hold space for you today, here is a reminder that my words are only a guide. You are the expert of what feels good in your body, mind, and soul. My name is Amanda Aaron, and I'll be your soul guide for our time together, guiding mamas back to Mama Earth. start with the land acknowledgement in the book Belonging by Tokopa Turner she talks about exclusion as being what do you do not who are you and so the question we really should be asking is to whom do we belong to what we belong, who do we belong to. I belong to this land. This land is the Coast Salish lands. My ancient ancestors before me who had the right to the access and the resource of the land long before it was taken from them. I belong to all my relations, my relations of the plants, of the animals, of the four directions, my relations to the four elements, earth, water, wind, and fire. I belong to my family. My name is Amanda Aaron and I am daughter to Joanne and Bruce Fair. I am sister to Shelby Fair. I am wife to Jonathan Aaron and mother to Forrest Aaron and to my few and dearly loved friends my soul belongs to you you define who i am you are joining me in my friday night bath this is my one bath of the week my time to myself and i like the water extremely hot and i usually sip a half a shot glass of spiced rum as I'm cleaning the tub, cleaning the bathroom, preparing the space for me, washing away the old, welcoming the new. A few weeks ago, I thought it was going to be a fantastic time to start my first episode. I had this beautiful love bathtub ritual planned out. It was Friday, a couple weeks ago, yeah, maybe May 13th, 14th, something like that, and I knew the full moon was that Sunday with a uh, total lunar eclipse, and then Mercury was going into retrograde as well, Mercury going into retrograde in my seventh house of relationships, so I knew that it would be, you know, a tough time. There's lots of controversy and needing to... Uh, rest and relax and restore and you know be calm and not hyper about the time but needless to say it didn't start then 
I had thought to start a podcast as I noticed I'm speaking my truth less and less. I'm sharing my voice less and less in the dynamic that we're in where I work um, full time, mostly from home. Sometimes it's one or two days a week in the office in downtown Vancouver. Even when I am in the office downtown, it's just not like it used to be, you know? We used to chat with our coworkers. We used to have sincere relationship and a relationship that was reciprocated equally. There are still those few people who I feel that equalness with, but if you're busy, you allow busyness to take over, then you don't pour into those relationships. And I find I'm talking, I'm sharing my voice less and less. I remember years ago seeing a quote that a woman speaks, I don't know, however many thousands of words per day, and a man speaks like a hundred or something. That was the ratio of just like women need to speak enormously more than men do and yet I find myself not giving enough moments to my own thoughts what is it that I feel about life about struggle about evolving as a person growing spiritual development How do I feel about my physical body? Where are my emotions at? You know, where am I at with my cycle? Is that what's drawing my emotions? Since September, I've had an odd day here or there where my allergy symptoms are so intense, but it only lasts for one or two days. And yet it's enough to you know, completely wipe me out. So, it's curious, you know, I wonder about it. I had a moment of learning yesterday about the yin and the yang aspects of our nervous system. I thought our nervous system always asked for peace, but it turns out there's an equally important active part You know, the reason why we ever get things done, have any grit in our life, is because of that active part in our nervous system. And so if we're constantly feeling lethargic or depressed or frozen or inactive, then we need to stimulate activity in our life. We need to stimulate that yang energy. And vice versa, when people have been active and, you know, addicted to busyness for so long, they need the rest. And the body, um, yang nervous system energy would be uh, such as the ability to exercise, whereas yin nervous system would be digestion, so something that is passive versus active both parts equally necessary, both parts requiring balance. 
so it is with the masculine and the feminine within our own bodies, within our own spirits. We need the go with the flow, ease, nurturing mother, yet we also need the warrior, goddess, priestess, leader, mother, and how can the two live in harmony uh, is the constant debate and discussion. One of my uh, New Year's resolutions for this year was actually to observe, build conscious awareness around my need for control, around my addiction to control. I've compared my uh, full-time employment with kind of a very linear sense of control. You know, there's a process A to Z, I know exactly what's next. You know, if it's not B, then it's B1, B2. And moving forward, it's a sense of accomplishment, it's something that I can list, it's something that I can check off as I accomplish it, you know, I can see that I've finished something and move forward. Whereas motherhood, you know, with a child is so not linear. It's forwards and backwards and up and down and you feel bad about something good that happened and you feel good about something bad that happened and it's it's not it has no there's no way to quantify it. There's no way to measure it. There's no way to write it down on paper. Um, so I remember, you know, particularly in the first year of motherhood, uh, and after I went back to work, you know, when my babe was 11 months old, I really did not feel satisfaction from mothering and they felt that strong addiction to be back at work, uh, so much so that, you know, we talk about our desire as a family is that I'm not working with traditional employment. You know, we're doing other business avenues or just making those reciprocal relationships so that we don't, um, you know, we look to trade resources, for example, instead of rely on solely uh, monetary income. And I remember I used to feel terrified of envisioning that because when could I be by myself? When could I have adult conversations? You know, I just saw no place for that. I saw no escape. Um, Yet that was just, you know, the voice of control saying, there is no place for me in a life built around reciprocal relationship. I remember writing one of the journal entries recently for my book and from some of my thoughts in 2018 and 2019 saying how I'm realizing you know the value of 
a job, the value of a position of employment is not based on me. It's not based on the value that I bring to the company. Some of it may be a little bit, but certainly not, you know, the value of my spirit, of my mind, of my, you know, nurturing, of my character. Um, just, you know, my experience with how much math I've done or whatever. And I remember that being such a powerful realization that, you know, what I'm paid is not determined by my worthiness. You know, it's not an equal exchange of my time because this position is in the grand scheme of a corporation. You know, how much budget do they have to allocate to their perceived duties of what I do. So it has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with the corporation. At that time, I think it was maybe early 2019, um, I was doing a few uh, free yoga classes for a studio here in, in Port Moody and uh, it was the first time I really realized how much a yoga teacher gets paid. It's something like a dollar fifty per person who attends your class or like maybe two dollars per person and then if you're just a substitute uh, teacher stepping in for the off class um, it's about thirty dollars per hour and you know, I'm just adding up the math of how much work, how many yoga classes I would have to teach in order to pay rent and utilities and food and entertainment, and it was ridiculous. Like, I would not have a life. I'd have to move into a shared basement suite. I wouldn't be able to afford the townhouse that we have right now. And it was a little depressing, to say the least. But when I compare that to being um, like an independent yoga teacher, say if I did private one-on-one -on -one, uh, lessons for people, you could charge like 75 an hour. And so there's just the difference of borrowing somebody else's studio, you know, physical place of meeting versus meeting outside or in your own house or whatever, somewhere where you didn't have to pay that rent for a physical studio location was amazing, you know, like that says that my, you know, worth, my value as imparting my wisdom to somebody is worth so much more if I do the direct exchange with the person. I'm not, you know, there's not funds going into advertising or marketing or back-end software or, um, you know, a registration system. So that was just insane for me to see, like, my value compared to the exchange. Like, what am I accepting that I'm worth? <coughs> it 
which has led me to not teach weekly yoga classes because that to me is not an equal exchange. That's me giving way more and not being compensated to what I feel I'm worth. So that's led me to look at all sorts of other things and I think the thing that inspired me to work with pregnant mamas, mamas, you know, with young kids is just going through that experience myself. After I had my baby, I so badly wanted to take a doula course. In fact, I had almost put it on the calendar for October of 2020, and that just did not happen. I was not able to, you know, leave my baby for a full weekend uh, course at Douglas College. It would have been two eight-hour days, no baby. Like, oof, not ready for that. Um, They didn't have virtual classes set up yet or anything at that point. (coughs) And, you know, I'd love to still work as a doula and support moms, but um, having my own family as a priority, I would not be able to attend births. That would just not be something that I would have the capacity to do. So... It was really interesting, just a couple weeks ago, I stumbled on, um, you know, someone's free PDF handout. Uh, It's something like 12 ways to make money as a doula without being on call 24-7. And almost all 12 of them are, you know, digital or I wouldn't have to be there in person. So while that really doesn't fill my need for community, for my sense of belonging, my need for socialization, for touch, for acceptance perhaps, it would certainly allow me to be flexible with my family and pursue other things like my passion of herbs and healing uh, healing medicines from the earth Um, you know, healing teas and gardening, obviously, you know, you have to get the plants from somewhere unless you're able to forage every single thing that you need. So I'm looking at these things and just, you know, considering what is the best investment for my family. What can I do that feeds my soul? feeds my family and allows me to spend time with my family, allows me to be around my family. And that's my desire, you know, to be facilitating women's circles, however frequently or infrequently. Jonathan's often talked about a considerable course you know, four to six months long course asking somewhere between fifteen to twenty thousand per student. Um, just all on returning to the land, you know, we want chickens, we want bees, we want to talk about coming back to the earth, returning to your natural cycles and rhythms and looking less at a clock and more at the sky for the time of day and 
just be in flow with Mama Earth, you know, to anticipate whether to know, you know, her anger or vengeance. Eh, maybe not vengeance, but, you know, just to know the ebbs and flows of the weather that comes and just accept it with Mama Earth just doing her thing. And, you know, how do we adjust? How do we flow? How do we move alongside her? Um, I think employment has really taught, like, the value of quantifiable security uh, valued it over everything else, over everything else, valued it over community, over relationships, valued it over the mental health, valued it over the soul health. And it's scary. It's freaking scary for me to walk away from employment. Like this steady, secure, stable thing that I know the ins and outs of and what is expected of me. And, you know, days I can slack off, days I have to work my butt off. Um, What meetings I can sit in and be on Instagram the whole time or what meetings I'm hosting and minuting and you know can't be disturbed at all but to walk away from security that keeps us stagnant welcomes in change and growth and risk and you know just this deep richness of life that you don't have one year working the same job, having the same schedule every single day. You know, I really don't know how to wind this down to a close except for desire. I'm tired. <laughs> and I think I've talked all that I can talk for the moment. So thank you for joining me. Thank you for being with you with me on this journey. Thank you for witnessing me. All is worthy, all is welcome. I hope to hear from you. Tell me what's up in your life. Tell me the things that you're struggling with. Yeah, I love it. I think I'm going to do something like people who send in a review of the podcast will write a personal, you know, appreciation note, card, send it to them in the mail. So, yeah, take a screenshot of your review once you type it up. You know, tell me how awesome this podcast is for your life. And uh, send it to me in an email and uh, give me your mailing address. And I will send you a handwritten, handwritten appreciation card in the mail. My email is Amanda, A-M-A-N-D-A dot J-A-Y-N-E zero eight at gmail.com Thank you.